1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Hello, girlies. We just wanted to pop this at the start of the episode to let you know that from about the 30-minute mark, we just wanted to let you know we're speaking about New York Magazine's recently released on the ozempic boom
0: yes and we're going to talk about like the history of body image stuff especially for like those of us who grew up in the noughties and kind of touch on things related to diet culture so if you don't want to listen to that today or you're not really feeling it just bow out and enjoy the first half of the episode and you can also join us on patreon for a lot of silly bieber related celeb gossip this week if you still need a fix love you bye <laughs> bonjour bonjour hello
2: bonjour no wait is bonjour no good evening bonjour
0: is italian <laughs> Bonsoir is good Bonsoir. evening. Okay. I went into the. I got a cab yesterday, and I was like, "See, si, si grazie." And then, like, because he was Frenchy, like especially hated me, and I was like, "Oh, so European can't keep my languages straight."
2: <laughs> I know that's the tricky thing going from Italy to Paris. You're like A to B.
0: Yeah. It's extremely cold, like negative like negative one degree at midday cold. I'm not enjoying it.
2: How's your cute little new coat going?
0: It's actually, this is actually, I'm not going to say, uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep their identity anonymous. This coat that I got is really cute, but it is like not warm at all. And it looks nice from the outside. I'm just like, these designer brands, they can just get away with being just aesthetic. Mm. Like for the price they cost, you would think they would be the warmest, most practical thing that you'd ever owned in your life. And they're just kind of fine. They're kind of like lightweight. So you're freezing? Yeah, it's a bit outrageous, I think.
2: I heard you bumped into my boyfriend in a lobby of a hotel room.
0: It was so funny. I was uh, like a bit frazzled trying to check in. And then I looked, and you know, when you just don't have the context for seeing someone and it takes your brain like a full minute to think. I
2: forgot to tell both of you you were in Paris, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. I don't know if you talk, because this is like, I'm at like our hotel. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I've always, I told him to stay at the hotel. Yeah, so it made sense then but I just I just kind of stopped and was staring at him for probably like a full 30 seconds just trying to get my head around like who he was and why I was seeing him (laughs) um but it was really cute
2: (laughs) what was he saying
0: he was just like hello and he was I we were just talking about what he was in town for work and then he had to get some work done and so did I so I was like sitting next to him with all of his work people while they were like planning something and then I felt bad because I felt like it wasn't a a co-working kind of situation i just like crashed a meeting
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny i did that the other day um i went and worked from soho house downtown which is the only one that's like not illegal and so fucking feral in la with influencers um it's too far for them to drive no one goes downtown so i went down downtown and went and sat at this big table when no one was sitting there and then um it turns out it was a bigger group of people there were laptops and stuff around but it turns out it was just this whole kind of group who worked together that had been sitting at the table um and then they all came back and I was like god have I crashed your your company and they were just like you can jo- you can join if you want la 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 got chatting Asked them whether I should order the pancakes or not. We chatted about that for ages. Then we started having work jokes. And then I was like, I love these guys and I wish I was in their company. And then it turns out. i joined <laughs> the company.
0: You're like the vice president of the company. No. Right? And
2: then it turns out, the cheeky bastards, that they are really high up at Soho House, of course. And I
0: was like. Ah, so they were.
2: They were just being cheeky and friendly. jovial. And I was like, give me a free membership. I'm dying over here
0: yes a hundred percent you're very did you know when you wangled that free breakfast no no you <laughs> we were very happy about it it was in london and you were talking to the guy and he just gave you like oh a free my god yeah just like this is very much your like energy you just like have lucky girl energy or something
2: no yeah so that was we were standing at a but at the buffet and what did i even say is the buffet free like obviously the buffet isn't free yes
0: and he was like, to you, sure. <laughs> and you were, like, just over piling up your plate. I was like, what's <laughs> happening right now?
2: He was like, no, but you can have it. And then you, I came over and you were like, well, I've ordered a goddamn acai bowl for, like, 50 pounds. And I was like, you can have some with my free buffet.
0: <laughs> I hate asai I hate, like, getting acai bowls out in public is no longer something that I'm doing. Because most of them are fucking gross. They're so, sh- like... The, that icy thing where they've obviously just blended up a sugary block and put some like kiwi fruit on it. I just don't.
2: You have to know like where you're going. It's a very specific yes. thing where you cannot order them out. Basically, I used to hate acai bowls when, because they were like popping off in like 2017 in Sydney. And I was just like, these are feral and disgusting because every single one I ate was gross. <laughs> Kind of similar to Pokeballs. Mm. Like, I just didn't like them for so long because I feel like you have to have a good one or it's gross. And um, then, yeah, there's a few spots. Sun Life Organics is where I'm going to take you, which is the place in Malibu where Bella Hadid says that she worked as a teen, which is just hilarious when you know the context because it's like Mm -hmm. in Malibu down the road from Julia Roberts' house and each smoothie costs 20 US dollars. So it's like your after school job was working in the most chic, relaxed, cool place. But I'm going to take you there. And then also backyard bowls for a more medium brow price range. Very good. But yeah, I agree. For the most part, no.
0: Yeah, you've got to pick those places that have like slightly off-putting like hippie energy, I think. Mm-hmm. like something that has earth in the title or like hemp seed. I don't know. I feel like those places tend to be pretty good. If it's too trendy, it's not It's not going to be nice.
2: No. And I went into one the other day, actually, and I was like, I'd just done my big 15-kilometer run that we – the lost episode of the podcast where I was on a run as high and talked your ear off for 15 minutes. <laughs> um, and I, was, and I walked into an acai bowl place, and I was just like, oh, what do you put in your – acai like what is in the thing what is in the thing and he was just like just acai and agave and i was like can you just make it without the agave like that's so random and he kicked up a fuss i was like i don't (laughs) want any fucking sugar in this this body is a temple i've just been sprinting around
0: i can't wait for us to revisit the last episode and talk about running because i am actually very i loved that conversation as well saving it for a rainy day it's in the bank ready to go we just have too much to talk about every week
2: I know I've also kind of not been I've lost my I've not not been running but I've lost my momentum for basically was thinking about doing a half marathon which is in March which is very soon so I signed up to the half marathon training and that's why I got all excited and then I just basically just stopped doing it had a really busy week with work and just didn't didn't do the schedule and so now I'm just not doing the half marathon but we can talk about running anyway I still love running
0: yeah you can pick another marathon that was that one was soon you gotta set yourself up for success that one was
2: too soon I literally started the training on week eight from like started it in the (laughs) middle of the thing and then it was like the first week it goes go for a 15k run and I was like fucking hell okay
0: I just people who are disciplined like my brother as we've talked about before maybe we haven't runs ultra marathons so the first marathon the last marathon he ran was 80 k's he's doing 100 k1 next in a couple of months and i was like how do you do it and he's like i literally he just has a training schedule and it's fairly simple like it started simple but he just goes every single day like it doesn't matter what happens at work it doesn't matter if he doesn't get home till 10 p.m he'll go at 10 p.m it doesn't like I just don't know how to create that kind of discipline in my own life. I'm so admiring of it.
2: And also what's the most hilarious part about it is me and you are freelance. So we have so much more time. We're freelance, child free, and have so much more time than the average person to go for a run. You know what I mean? Like we could just go go for a run at like 10 in the morning. Nothing is stopping us apart from our own laziness. Mm -hmm. And... Other people, like when I used to work full time and would try and go to the gym. I hate getting up you getting up at five thirty in the morning when it's still pitch black outside and driving to like fucking Liz Mills to do a body attack workout is it should no. be an illegal activity and that's what I used to do uh, like try to do and then you get a headache by the end of the day, you're fucked, you're exhausted. Imagine having thrown mm-hmm. kids in the mix. We're just lazy little naughty girls. But yeah, I I mean I I just know that I have to do a run two or three times a week. So I will do that. But recently I've just been doing like 5k. But I have to do it for my mental health. Otherwise I spiral. Spiral. (laughs) It's
0: a spiral. That's nice. I always remember seeing that like fucking Joe Rogan clip on TikTok. That basically it was some guy saying like what running does for anxiety versus all the other shit that we talk about for anxiety is insane. And he uses an example, like when you're, when we were, I know that talking about when we were, whatever, cavemen is like kind of a boring thing that people do now. But if you think of the idea that if you had a threat, like a lion, you would run and then you would get away from it. And then you would have a feeling of, oh my God, I've survived. And that would like get all the adrenaline out of your body because you'd have this dopamine rush. Whereas now we have these constant, versions of that where we're like, Oh my God, is there going to be World War three? Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, energy. Like we're constantly bombarded with threats, but we have no outlet for like feeling like we've got them off our back. So we just carry them, which is why we're also anxious. But we don't have these things to give us that little jovial feeling of the threats gone. Mm. That's why running is so, so, so good for for you mentally.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting because I've always um, done different forms of exercise and had never run, had never been a runner, like genuinely was just, I tried a few times. I tried, I think when we first met in Sydney, I I kept trying to get into it because what I hated, I'm really competitive and I hated the fact that I couldn't do something and it it just drove me nuts and I would do HIIT workouts quite a lot, I would do strength workouts quite a lot, so I was like, surely I can run, surely I can just do this. And as we talked about on the last episode, is such a huge part of it is just slowing down and going very slow, slower than you think you need to for ages. Yeah, so from doing all these different forms of, like, group classes, solo workouts at home, on and off random um, apps and, like, the Kayla It Signs days, all of these different things, mm. and nothing nothing impacts my mental health, like, running. It's, it's crazy. It's, like, actually remember I we, remember when we were in Paris that time and I was like having a breakdown because I was like so tired so stressed we were sleeping in the same room for like 12 days straight and I just yeah. and this happens all this happened to me on Monday I'll wake up and I feel my depression is like much worse in the morning um and I'll wake up and feel this tight stress like I'm gonna burst into tears really really angry sad feeling, like, helpless and pissed off and just annoyed at everything. And then I'll go for a run and feel, like, euphoric.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So good that you've, like, found that. Yeah. Special little treat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so off the back of our favorite episode last week, Ariana DeBose's rap, I'm so happy that, like, we thought when we talked about it last week – that she was less self-aware than she was but now it's become very obvious that she's totally self-aware she loves it she's leaning into it and SAG awards I feel like there was just some everyone was just having a bit of fun having a little nod the NAACP awards happened as well and Angela Bassett won and she goes I did the thing And everyone was oh my god that <laughs>
2: that's so amazing <laughs>
0: And then Jamie Lee Curtis. I feel like we should just talk about Jamie Lee Curtis for a second because she, I actually don't know if that viral interview of her was at the SAG Awards, but that happened and then the SAG Awards happened when she won and she was in like a plunging neckline, red gown. I just called herself a Nepo baby. I just like her.
2: Yeah, she's an icon. I really like her as a person. So yeah, they did an interview. I think quite a lot of people would have missed this because I basically did miss it until my favorite account that saint hoax account shared it <laughs> and she was getting interviewed by someone on the red carpet and they brought up the ariana DeBose's rap and she just hoed into it in this amazing way of like defending her saying it was incredible saying the reason people's faces looked off in the like TV broadcasters was because they were shoving all these weird camera screens and people's faces at random, like a- like actively coming up to them to get those shots, and the people were just like, "What is going on? What is going on?" Then hear their name, you're confused. And um, what else? How else? What else was she saying about it? She would, she said that she was
0: like, "It was hot, it was spicy, it was sisterly." <laughs> yes, and everyone just needs to fuck
2: off. Yeah, and then she was just like, "And everyone needs to fuck off." It was so iconic. The interviewer looked scared. I was like, you're...
0: That shot of her, like, up in the interviewer's face doing the the frame is so (laughs) fucking funny. Yeah, she was great. I saw a TikTok of her saying that she manifested her husband... And she, like, saw him in a magazine years and years and years ago and was like, I want to marry him. And she called her agent and said, tell this man to go on a date with me. And he said no and ignored her. And then she just saw him at an event, like, months later and was like, hello, you need to go on a date with me. And just, like, kept pushing. And eventually he just said fine. And now they've been married for, like, 30 years. Oh, my
2: God. Hayley Bieber. Hayley Bieber (laughs)
0: 1.0. And he's like a he's royalty. She's literally like an aristocrat or something by marriage, but she just doesn't use it. Take a take a cue. Make a marry.
2: That's incredible. I feel like we should talk more openly about we can talk about obviously. Going to have to go more into the Bieber drama, probably on probably save that for Patreon, but um I feel like we need to be more open about women who actively pursue men in those ways because, like other differences between women and men, they're more um, kind of sneaky and quiet mm. and thing than than a man usually. I mean, she obviously called her agent and asked him to <laughs> asked her agent to ask him out, but I just feel like. It's an interesting conversation to be had because women definitely do pursue men. We just do it in a different way.
0: Well, it's interesting because I've been re-watching Love is Blind. I don't know why as my like background when I'm doing menial shit watch. And something that really struck me this time around is as a rule, the women know who they like like straight away. Like women don't tend to be like, "Uh," ah, there's like two or three people I'm kind of interested. Like you get you something clicks and you have your person. And then the guys will have two or three girls, and they're literally just weighing up differences. And And sometimes they're going to decide, they will decide on the day who they're going to propose to. <laughs> it's so crazy. And the girls are always really upset because they're not talking to anyone else, they're just with him. And I was just thinking about how some women are just know that, and they know that, like, you've got to play a bit of <laughs> a game or a strategy because men's brains work in that way where you kind of need to be in front of them and they need to see you again. Like even the Hayley Bieber thing, and yeah, we'll talk about it more because I f- have a lot to say about the way this is being framed. But this idea of making sure you're at a party he's at and looking really hot, in my head I'm like, who cares? He either likes you or he doesn't. That's ridiculous. But I do no, actually think that men's brains work where that is the kind 100%. of thing sway them. They, th- they think about it way differently. Mm-hmm about romance honestly
2: and also they can just get worn down (laughs) men are so funny like i know so many men who have kind of have just been and have gotten into or been in a relationship just because it's kind of easy or because that like they just happen to be with that girl the girl happened to be around and then they're so lazy that they end up just staying forever and like kind of usually falling quite in love (laughs) eventually like for a lot of men I think that it takes like three years if they've if that's before they're just like, oh yeah, sweet. And then actually start treating their girlfriend really well.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. And have you heard that thing that uh it's like eighty percent of marriages are ended by women. Men don't leave relationships. Yeah. Men don't just and like when I heard this, my brain exploded. Men don't just as a rule, statistically, don't just break up with women and be single. Even if the relationship's bad. No,
2: they murder them all to get out of it. Yes. Or they'll cheat on them and then they don't even end it when they cheat on them. They wait till they're caught.
0: Exactly. Like, they literally don't leave until they basically have, like, a family and a home and, like, the whole thing set up with the next person. They never just walk away from it. They're they're such... Losers. Like, (laughs) Yes. material monogamous or something it's it's so interesting that's why always the emotional burden always falls on women to leave bad relationships even though they're obviously bad because if men have just decided they want to be in a relationship they'll just hunker down and not think about it or deal with it
2: it's also because a lot of the time probably a large part of these men who they're getting all these statistics from heavily rely on these women by this point in a way of, like, not even really being able to function without them. Either they're needing them to, I don't know, help. Yeah, I guess the kids would probably usually go with the woman. But, you know, either they're needing them literally yeah. in, like, a homemaker's way or just in terms of having having them going to the supermarket and having cooked meals every... I, I, I stayed in a relationship far too long for the fact that I had delicious home-cooked meals every single night and someone cleaning the house all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, these are real-life factors and it's fucking hard being on your own. Society makes it hard and emotionally it's difficult. So it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's very interesting. On to (laughs) Zendaya. Zendaya. I loved how this was framed as her big return to the red carpet. I was like, surely it's been like June was... Seven or eight months ago, no, or was it longer? Maybe it was longer.
2: No, wait. When was she on the red carpet in June?
0: No, in the for the movie June.
2: I don't know. She just. I think she just hasn't been about for like a little bit. Slash going to a few of mm-hmm. these awards shows. So. I guess I think the thing with Zendaya, is she just actually understands the brief in a way that no one else does she makes awards shows she makes the red carpet fun and interesting but it's still she looks elegant and classy and i just feel like no one walks that line in that way it's so true everyone else is just just too boring or too
0: out there and even when you don't love like there were a couple of those looks from the sags she did three outfits at the sags which i so appreciate didn't like love the star one rose one was really cute i'm just like i don't even care it's it like you say it's interesting she's put in effort it's respectful of the event it doesn't look like what anyone else is wearing so whether you're obsessed with it or you're just like ah, she always looks beautiful mm.
2: yeah i know i i loved the first one the best was that
0: versace the black and green that was incredible it was so good that was at the naacp awards i think and someone was like oh, i can't even remember actually <laughs>
2: um tom holland was tom holland was liking all her photos and then liked all of Roach photo Laura roach's photos and then commented love her eyes all over the post
0: they're so cute i have i have such a soft spot for those two I know. I love how they never
2: say anything about their relationship and they're just casually still together, quietly.
0: (laughs) Very cute. Um, People were, like, mildly freaking out on Twitter because she appeared to give Paul Mescal like, the brush off as he walked on stage because he tried to, like, hold hands or something. I think he was trying to help her up the steps
2: in her heels, which a lot of guys do do that but i love how zendaya was just like i can walk up the steps by myself (laughs) i think she did i think she genuinely was like no i'm good like as in he tried to put his hand out to help her up the stairs and she was just like i don't need that i kind of i i wonder how much thought went into it whether it was like whether she was actually just like i don't need a guy to help me help walk me up the stairs or whether she just randomly brushed it off without thinking because of of that fact (laughs)
0: Yeah, like obviously, like was she the second wasn't thing, yeah.
2: pushing Paul Mescal away on purpose, but I think she was just probably like... I just can usually walk upstairs by myself.
0: He would have been so... He seemed, like, very kind of intimidated by her in a very sweet and endearing way, which I think is how we would all feel. I know, super cute. Michelle, year one for everything, everywhere, all at once, which I think people... The SAGs are pretty well aligned. I mean, it's hard to say with the Oscars. Like, it's a similar voting body, which bodes well for Michelle. And then the Everything Everywhere All at Once cast won the award for Best Ensemble and Mark Wahlberg um, presented it. Did you see this? No, I didn't see it. It's, like, so fucking crazy. So he presented the award to them, which I don't even know why necessarily he was picked. Like I don't think he was he it's not like he won an award last year or something. Um and now everyone's talking about the fact that it was the first ever predominantly Asian cast to win that award. Um and the whole obviously of the like everything everywhere at once tour has been so like groundbreaking in history making. And all these people basically brought up the fact that it's a well known fact in Hollywood, which I didn't know. That in 1988, when Mark Wahlberg was, like, 16 or 17, he was convicted of assaulting two Vietnamese-American men while he was trying to steal cases of beer from them outside a convenience store. He was 16 at the time, and he claimed he was high on PCP. He knocked one man unconscious with a wooden stick and then punched the man and was using racial epithets and slurs during the attack. And he was eventually charged with attempted murder because the beating was so bad. Holy shit. Yes. How is this fan like famous? And he ended up pleading guilty to like a lesser charge. He got a two year sentence, only served 45 days in prison. And he'd also in the past been involved in a civil incident involving harassing uh, black kids in his neighborhood. And in 2016, he did a QA at the Toronto Film Festival where he like met with the Vietnamese men that he attacked and like apologized in public. What? Oh my god, that was super recent. That's so random that he did it. That he.
2: That he did that in 2016 because I've never heard this even be associated with his name. But it must have been, kind of. I don't know. It's just it's just weird to bring him back up in 2016, at the Toronto Film Festival, and then what they choose him.
0: That poor man, like beaten to a pulp, and then having to come to the Toronto yeah. Film Festival and talk to Mark Wahlberg.
2: And then they choose him to give this award that's so random maybe they did that on purpose that they they probably fucking did that on purpose as like a way to rebrand his image
0: that is so sick
2: they are so sick look at what they're doing with Brad Pitt and his bucket (laughs) hat
0: just why like Mark it's so I get that he's a teenager and he's like apologized or whatever but that's really fucked up the situation it's not just like posting something problematic on twitter that's attempted murder
2: i know it's also funny when it's i know we've talked about this in the past with cancel culture and stuff and it's just funny because like whenever one of these things happens it's just like yeah you know they were a teenager blah blah blah, and it's just like yeah but we didn't do that as teenagers (laughs) like no people don't people don't just do that stuff as teenagers people don't do what, like, the shit Chrissy Teigen would do, where she would literally go on and, like, tell people to kill themselves and, like, harass people. It's like, you should, sure, there's time to, like, grow and learn and change, but it is kind of, like, insane you were doing that in the first place. Sure, there are different factors, like, involved in things, and we don't know what, I don't know, I don't know how he grew up or, yeah, what he went through as a child, but it's still, like, quite weird to be that vehemently (laughs) what's the word (laughs) racist
0: yeah yeah and like I don't know I'm just people have had their careers in Hollywood ruined for so much less and I'm not sadistically going after him saying you shouldn't have a career and I don't know I just I'm just like what is a disqualifying factor to becoming famous if not like committing a heinous hate crime as a teenager. Like there are just some things where you just don't get to be a thing because you've done something fucked up in your youth. And that's just the way it works. Like you can't be, I don't know, like a lawyer. If you've gone to jail for drug possession, you can't be a prime minister if you've like blah, 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 blah. Like, I just don't understand how that's the kind of thing someone would turn a blind eye to. But Hollywood, I guess, is a bit morally corrupt. So we shouldn't be surprised.
2: Very interesting. I didn't think we'd be talking about Mark Wahlberg on this podcast. Marky Mark. Here we are. I'm trying to think of what else happened at the SAG Awards.
0: Yeah, I didn't catch too much red carpet apart from Zendaya, to be totally frank.
2: I love Kate Blanchett. I love seeing her everywhere. It's so special. She's on the cover of um, Another, and she looks so incredible. And she said the entire... um. She's like never felt that way in an acting role before. She's never like channeled this crazy thing before than other than working on that project, which I feel like I don't know. I when I saw it was just completely blown away by her acting, but then have always thought that that's the way she acts anyway. But I feel like that's her best.
0: Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was really I, – I liked how she was talking about how the problem with these brilliant people, because she, she plays this, like, brilliant, brilliant composer who kind of gets away with bad behaviour for a very long time, really bad behaviour, is that they're often really charismatic and really dynamic and likeable. So it's like it's not just that people are turning a blind eye because you're good at what you do. It's that you're so good at buttering people up and reframing the bad behavior as being someone else's fault because you're just so charming and i think that's such a big part of a lot of this stuff this fucked up stuff that has been coming out with me too um is that on top if you're really really brilliant at what you do and a kind of genius at what you do you're probably also going to be very very good at talking to people mm. and winning them over
2: and doing the manipulating and like such a kind of making people feel as though they were complacent in it because they wanted something out of it at the same time it's very yeah. interesting because a lot of these people in the entire if you haven't seen it she, yeah she's a composer and a lot of these people that she's grooming and and like sexually assaulting are young musicians who want to be who are wanting to be in her company and wanting to get something out of it um so it's really interesting
0: yeah or who are like genuinely in like quote unquote in love with her because they're just yeah so obsessed Yeah. yeah it's so yeah it's fascinating
2: to a depressing topic, a depressing subject, and one that we actually tried to avoid discussing for a long time, but mm. there's no point in avoiding discussing it anymore because New York Magazine wants the entire world to be speaking about Ozempic, which is this drug created for people with diabetes, which is being used by all of Hollywood basically and everyone who's rich to lose weight and it's been happening for a while and we kind of found out about it a few months ago and discussed speaking about it on on the pod and then we decided we didn't want to because we thought that any kind of press or any press already talk about this only makes it more of a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Even just like talking about we were I was saying like I was basically saying that I wrote a piece last year which we spoke about on the pod about how it was really worrying that I was noticing how the fashion industry was just reverting back to glorifying thinness and how the runways were all um, super thin models again and how just just seeing it everywhere and I wrote about it's saying, you know, like this is so worrying. Is this going to be the return of heroin chic? And it's funny because now, uh, oh, and then we spoke about it after, and we were speaking about it with those And I was saying, I feel really guilty for even writing that because even, even though the piece was speaking to women about like how troubling it is that this is that this return is happening and how we need to stop it and how and blah blah blah, it was still just like, still just saying thinness is coming back. And I felt really guilty afterwards. And then we were, and then what's funny about it is that basically, I didn't know about Ozempic then, but Ozempic was already happening. So all of this is to do with all of those trends and everything that we were pointing out like months and months ago are to do with the rise of this weight loss drug that's been until now kept relatively quiet.
0: It's been a really interesting thing, this discussion of like, yeah, quote unquote thinness (laughs) Returning or being back in fashion or whatever, because I think that we're seeing it's it's such a it's such a like fucked fraught subject because we're we're physically seeing with our eyes like we're not blind these shifts in how celebrities are suddenly looking drastically different and there's clearly a reason for it but like you say the rhetoric and chatter around it and the headlines and the constant articles about why and being in again and blah 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 does add to the problem and does make people more hyper aware of it than they maybe would have been if they'd have just seen like oh yeah the runway is still full of skinny models guess nothing changes oh like Kim Kardashian suddenly dropped all of this weight like those things on their own might not necessarily have come to a narrative in people's brains if the media weren't obsessed with jumping on it and turning everything into a story at the same time the other part of me thinks it's just better to name the problem because I do think that, like I said before, we all have eyes and we're experiencing and seeing this in real time. And I think if we don't, like, burst the assist and get all the gross, horrible stuff that's implicit in this discussion out and just discuss it and get it out of our systems, Mm -hmm. then it's going to go back to that thing that it was when we were all young, which was just this implicit unspoken shame (laughs) Mm. um about the culture and we've made so much headway in the last few years which i i genuinely do believe like the body positivity movement has had flaws it's had you know it's been imperfect in some ways in terms of it being kind of treated like a trend by the fashion industry and like less actual tangible things being done as long-term changes but I also think the way we've been speaking in the last 10 years and how we've all started reassessing our relationships with our bodies in much more positive ways I think all of that is real and we need to like hold on to that and keep fighting for it basically instead of just saying like oh toxic body culture is back okay
2: yeah for sure it's it's good, yeah. I, I guess, I guess the thing about Ozempic, kind of being uncovered, is that now there's a reason for it, and I think that mm-hmm. that is, yeah, that is, as you say, tangible. And it and it and it's like, okay, Kim Kardashian hasn't just lost all this weight. I don't know, and it also makes it. It also proves it as well. You know, like I think a lot of the time you can kind of have in your brain oh, everyone's getting thinner without even thinking about it or interrogating those thoughts. You're just starting to feel shit. You're just starting to feel sh- more shit about yourself. And now it's like, okay, Khloe Kardashian dropped all of that weight. Kim Kardashian dropped all of that weight to fit in the Marilyn Monroe dress. We now know like, they were injecting themselves with this <laughs> diabetes drug once a week, which yeah. is just like the most feral thing I've ever uttered. And this piece was just so, I don't know, I was just like, it just makes me feel sick where our culture is going. And I think that it's funny because we all feel outraged at first about all of this and then things just become the norm. And people stop yeah. feeling outraged about them. like I, I just remember years ago, everyone was so outraged about fillers and lip fillers and like all of these things. And then suddenly it just becomes the norm to see everyone kind of walking around with face-tuned faces. And I'm hoping, Ozzynwick obviously isn't surely going to become the norm, but it's it's just crazy that we are now at a place where, yes, everyone's saying that it's half of Hollywood, which it is, but it is also very much people who are working in fashion. It's very much people who are working in those industries who aren't famous like normal kind of people who can afford it because it's 900 us dollars a month or something um there are scary side effects for a lot of people including like nausea and diarrhea and vomiting and you're you also just inject i just can't get over like injecting yourself with a thing um and they still don't know about the long-term effects so it could it could be one of these things where in a few years
0: time like what was that Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, the morning sickness pill for women that had all these, like, really fucked up effects on pregnancy. I just, like, that, even that, I was just reading that piece, just to quickly speak about the side effects side of it. A, I hope it goes without saying, like, injecting yourself with a diabetes drug when you don't have diabetes to get skinny is, like, such Black Mirror fucked up insane.
2: (laughs) People are getting it off the black market they're not even getting the legit shit from doctors yeah because a doctor
0: shouldn't prescribe it to you they either (laughs)
2: won't prescribe it or they're out of stock and so now people are just getting it sent to them from the black market not knowing what the fuck
0: is in it it's so scary and disgusting and like we will get in well yeah that just opens so many fucking money class questions as well because it's like the whole thing about how people think fillers and Botox looks bad because they think of people who are like, you know, Love Island girls who are working class and can only afford to get it done at like laser clinics. And that's why it looks overdone. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'll definitely talk about the class thing in a second, but um, that morning sickness thing, it's just like, um, but yeah, on the side effects thing, I was just thinking about how fucked up it is for women Like, just as a woman reading that piece, that experience of thinking, which I think most of us would feel, oh, we've always been programmed to be thin if every single celebrity is doing this. Is this something I should do? I think this is fucked up that I'm thinking I should even do this. This is insane. Reading, reading, reading. And then they're mentioning. And we also don't know the side effects. So it could be like this drug that, um, you know, deformed children that women took. It's like this double thing of the pull of being fitting society's beauty standards and then the pull of being like but if you do it and it doesn't work you're going to be a bad mother and you're going to be a selfish woman like there are these two archetypes that are at play with these conversations which is that you're supposed to fit all of these beauty ideals but then you're also not supposed to be so vain that you put like the health of your future child at risk by being vain like that I just that really struck out to me because I was just like it's impossible we're just put in this impossible fucking bind all the time yeah.
2: so um one person in the piece said i mean this is so humiliating but i'm like thyroid cancer's not that bad was one person who uses it's response to the p- potential side effects of the
0: drug <laughs> oh my god i mean <laughs> that just speaks to how much we've been hardwired to think Beauty is more important than anything else. It's like that fucking flea bag thing where she's like, put your hand up if you take five years off your life to have quote unquote the perfect body. It's like yeah. that is that in a quote. Is yes. thyroid cancer that bad? It's like, yes, it is.
2: And the other thing about it is the drugs are intended for long term use. So this is nine hundred US dollars every single month, injecting yourself every single week with a diabetes drug that you don't know what the side effects are long term or you're going to gain the weight back (laughs) they did a study and they said that yeah these drugs are all intended for long term use in other words they're only fixes for however long you take them and a study funded by the company acknowledged that the study participants who stopped taking it regained most of the weight they'd lost within a year so yeah and then yeah just this whole this piece just talks about how I found this this bit interesting. It was like the tension between those who need it and may not be able to get it and those who want it but don't, in the eyes of the larger culture, necessarily need it is one of the defining qualities of the Ozempic movement. And also just kind mm. of like, it was kind of interesting as well how they were talking about how people don't want to admit to taking Ozempic at all. They're keeping it as this little, I guess it's I guess it's similar to how It used to be with cosmetic surgery and stuff and now people are being more open about it. But with Ozempic, um, this woman said it's kind of like an accusation and people are denying it because if thin is an unspoken virtue, then part of its virtuousness comes from having worked for it and earned it. People don't want to be seen as being too lazy or undisciplined to have to use Ozempic to lose the weight.
0: Yes, which is, yeah, yeah, which ties up with, like, all of those, like, fat-phobic tropes. And also, I think I think there's, like, a double side. I think there's, a, there's the obvious gatekeeping thing where people don't want to talk about what they're doing that's working for them because beauty is, like, used as this way for women to compete against each other in this, like, fucked-up way. And at the same time, I think people don't want to admit to it because it's, like yeah you're a ashamed and b it like exacerbates the problem if you just keep telling everyone else this mm. worked for me and i did it
2: this other new part of it is that now people who are losing drastic amounts of weight from Ozempic are getting a thing called Ozempic face which people are reporting on when you google it it says what is ozempic face and how to fix it because that's how many people are using oh ozempic and needing to know Um, which is the aging effects that sudden weight loss can have is make you lose like plumpness and fullness from your face. So the New York Times did a piece saying something like those weight loss drugs you're taking can wreak havoc on. Those weight loss drugs may do a number on your face. So it makes you look thin, but also makes you age by a bazillion years because suddenly you you lose all of your... Fullness from your face so now surgeons are capitalizing on it by creating specific <laughs> things to fix ozempic face it's so foul how's black mirror not how is this not a black mirror episode i want to go back to i don't even want to go back anywhere because it's been shit for women in every decade
0: yes yes it's like all just so fucked up i think it's especially like triggering use that word meaning it fully for women of our age who grew up in that we grew up in like probably the worst era in human history for body image late 90s early 2000s this is so terrifying these conversations and so like upsetting and so i i really feel as if in the last 10 years 15 i don't know like the last decade i have been pretty much relatively free from that like internal dialogue that makes me obsess over stuff like weight and I aware I'm aware that like we are both like naturally thin people and that that comes with a huge amount of privilege where you don't have to think about it and that if you're in a bigger body you are forced by society to think about it so I'm not saying that the problem went away but I have just not had any sort of internal dialogue about this whatsoever until the last six months. And Mm. it's like, you cannot escape (laughs) because of this fucking drug. You just cannot escape it. Like I was at every single time I meet with people now in the last month, someone is bringing up either. Have you heard about this diabetes drug that all the celebrities are taking or they know it by name or they're saying, I kind of want to take it, but I know it's really bad. Like that's what's happening to women now. And it just makes me feel so fucking sad because it's like, we were so programmed in our youth when we were too young to know better. And that's like what our you know subconscious brains are going back to when stories like this come out but we can fight back against it we can yeah
2: someone put on twitter sorry but i did not survive being a teen girl in the early 2000s only to go on and let myself read that ozempic article because that was it like reading the article i was reading the article and read what there was one that came out before was it in the cut was this not the cut I feel like there was one in the cart like months ago, which was the first first reason we were speaking about it. And yeah, I'm reading it and thinking, this is so fucked. This is so fucked. I'm jealous. (laughs) This is so fucked. This is so fucked. Like, it's so crazy. And I was just like,
0: this should not these.
2: Yeah, it's just I feel like it's so unethical to be writing shit like this.
0: And that is so true. Actually, I had that kind of icky, weird feeling reading it because I think when the cut did their piece on it, it was so kind of like factual and unpassionate and not really talking to people about it and not it it didn't have this like wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing of it's hard because I think the journalist is capturing what conversations are actually happening about it right now and the way that it is being discussed. But at the same time, yeah, it is like fucking hard to read. So it's like our society has created this culture by turning food into a fucking product and not and making it like impossible and only for the wealthy to have access to like whole fruit and vegetables now has basically created this huge health problem for people and is now saying the only way to fix it is to inject yourself with this drug from a big pharma corporation for the rest of your life. Like it's so fucked up.
2: <laughs> so I just read this interesting piece I had to sign up by this writer jill filipovic on substack and it's called you can never be too rich or too thin and she just basically the only thing she talks about is the class issue of ozempic and what what you're saying like that's that specific uh like factor in obesity is like such a huge class issue because it's people who are who are eating that food because that's all they can afford being fed it from childhood because that's all they can afford and not having access to or time to be able to potentially cook their own meals, have their own meals cooked for them if their children. Everything is wrapped up in class. And then now you're adding a fucking weight loss drug that only
0: the rich can afford. It's like just so fucked. It is. It's, It's like so hideous. And I was reading bits of that article you pulled out and like just the impact that like being in a bigger body has on the way you're perceived and like the way you're promoted at work, like your earning potential the way like all of this shit. It's so, it's so fucked up. Our society Mm -hmm. is such a fucking mess. And it's to do with like turning what we consume and eat just to be alive into this product, this hyper addictive product full of stuff that we're not aware enough to know is hurting us and making us sick.
2: Yeah, now Big Pharma has created a product that could be killing us all. Yeah. And they're making billions off it. And so are these surgeons who are making billions off Ozempic face things. Because we've been told as women, it was like, what did it say? 80% of the people who are taking Ozempic are women. It's like it's specifically a women's issue because we have been told as women that we need to look a specific way. And now we're killing ourselves. We could be killing ourselves to do so. It's like fucking crazy yeah this 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 piece ends with her going which is hard because it puts everything she also says which is which is a valid point she was like i don't judge the people mostly women who take ozempic for weight loss the pressure especially in places i don't know why she says new york and los angeles because i feel like it's everywhere but to be impossibly thin is real it can be all consume all consuming and overwhelming Um, And then she said, yeah, it's also the case that being thin brings real tangible benefits personally and professionally, and that's even more so in the communities and industries where thinness is prized. That's a garbage reality, but it's a reality nonetheless. And then she said, I wish the body positivity movement or even body neutrality had completed its task, and I wish feminism had completed its task too, which is hard because it's like not all our fault, (laughs) I wish women weren't willing to risk thyroid cancer and explosive vomiting in order to have protruding hip bones. I wish maintaining and increasing thinness wasn't, about, wasn't as much about maintaining the appearance of being in a particular social status as much as, as about adhering to sexist ideas about feminine delicateness mm. and denial of pleasure. And I wish fatness wasn't seen as a problem to be solved. And I wish we tried to combat widespread poor health, not through a miracle pill, but through making it possible for people to be healthy, having green spaces, safe cities, good public transport, affordable, healthy food, reasonable work hours that give us time to eat with
0: our families. Yeah. Can't really put it any better than that. I mean, that thing of like not judging people who do it on an individual level, I feel like it's... It's such a hard thing because I almost feel like the the, the Botox and filler thing, it's like at the conversation about the implications of that just got stamped out because there was this extremely powerful sense of like, if you criticize it, it's shaming the women that do it. We can't shame the women that do it. It's like not their fault. And it's like, yeah, okay, on an individual level, you shouldn't like be mean or ostracize someone that gets Botox. Like we've both had Botox, but it's like when you create that narrative of you can't criticize it because it's shaming women, it just shuts down the conversation. Like celebrities taking a dangerous diabetes medication that's in low supply to get thin should be held accountable for the fact that we're all now fucking talking about this.
2: (laughs) Also, I find it just so funny because I'm just like, we need to hook these people up to lie detectors because, yeah, I mean, this is, I feel like I said this about Bella Hadid as well, where I was just like, there's that thing of you shouldn't feel obligated to tell the world, what you do with your own money to your own face. But at what point does your own face or body become this product that you are selling us and that you are making money from? And you are you are a public figure and you're having things done to yourself and then denying it? Like with Kim Kardashian denying using Ozempic to fit into Marilyn Monroe's dress. I would literally give up my fucking firstborn child that she did. And it's like just denying that.
0: Yes, it should be like a politician making a false claim.
2: (laughs) It shouldn't be allowed. It should be illegal.
0: At the same time, it's like, I get it because she can't come out and say, yeah, I took this because then it's like condoning it. True. But then it just creates this like conspiracy cone of silence where everyone's feeling worse about themselves because suddenly celebrities are acting like dropping half their body weight in two months is like, you know, this simple, easy thing to do. It's also like... I don't know, just the way that certain celebrities have been posting themselves since people who have framed themselves as like figures in the body positivity movement and have have developed fan bases and followings on the back of the way they talk about it, suddenly just shifting and having these completely different bodies overnight that they're obviously like thrilled to have. I understand it's like old habits die Mm -hmm. hard, but it, it, it has this implicit thing that like, the whole time they've just secretly wanted to look this way and now they're like stoked too and it, it feels like upsetting and kind of like icky
2: well it's because of the way society reinforces it like even in in that piece this girl who's taking it because she ha- is a diabetic went to new york to see friends she hadn't seen in months and she said everyone treated her completely differently because she lost yeah. weight like it it's being reinforced to us constantly yeah
0: well, I've, I've made that mistake with people before. I've made the mistake of seeing someone that is is like A, B and C, but like part of it is losing weight. But I'm not subconsciously thinking of that and thinking, God, like you look so happy. You look so great. You look so well. You know what I mean? Like there is just this programming in our brains that associates it with all of these positive mental attributes. Like you're doing, like you must be so happy. Are you doing so well? You're blah, 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 blah. And it's like, so fucked up because as we literally know intellectually all of these celebrities have spoken out and said the time that i was most praised by people was the time that i was the most miserable behind the scenes and wasn't well
2: i mean injecting yourself with a fucking <laughs> drug at yeah. home like that's that's dire and sad it's like surely you can't be feeling that great
0: yeah and no for sure it's it's fucked up and like one of the guys i was listening to talking about it was saying like the reason the symptoms are nausea and vomiting is because it's fucking with your like gut microbiome like it's to do with stomach stuff which is where a huge amount of serotonin is uh released and built which is the gut like mind connection um so it's like it's probably making people fucking depressed on top of everything else
2: just wanted to say to everyone who listened to this that We love you. I feel like it's a hard thing to listen to, and to keep. uh, I don't know. I just it. Any of this sort of talk is just can just be so triggering and and stressful. And it's the point of this is to, as you said, get it all out on the table. So we so we are aware. We know what's going on, and hopefully with this information we can rise above it and realize how fucking stupid it is. And try to continue in the way that we've been going. And if that means like, I don't know, I just think there needs to be this movement away from, and and there slowly has been, but this movement away from, I don't know, we need to, we need to, we need to just be more, (laughs) we need to all be more, (laughs) (laughs) to work together more in in a group and all actively like take these stands. I feel like we need like a new feminist leader or something to say, all right, what we're doing girls Is we're not buying, like, we're not engaging in, we're not engaging in fashion brands who aren't going to put different body sizes on the runway. We're not going to shop that shit. We're not going to buy magazines unless they're actively, it's like kind of like sustainability. How now, now brands have to at least pretend. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, people need to at least pretend to care about the environment and have sustainability pillars on their website and things like that or people will refuse to shop it. And it's just like, we need to have that for this sort of shit. Otherwise, they're just going to get away with it and they're going to keep making money and they're going to make money off our, like, us feeling like shit. Like, even just that thing of not buying instead of buying these big magazines or even or even looking on these websites where you know it's gonna this sort of shit is gonna be shoved in your face with like this return to thinness instead just going niche and like finding communities and this is what I love about our podcast obviously we've found this like gorgeous community and it's not massive and it's not super like it kind of just yeah finding the substack newsletters that you subscribe to that make you feel really good instead of purchasing a huge big magazine that's going to like not have your interests at heart
0: yeah and also just like now it's all out in the open we've told you everything you need to know about it and now just anytime someone talks about it or brings it up or you see an article like this is what i'm gonna do now i'm just gonna be like i don't really want to talk about it i think it's fucking stupid and that's just shut it down there's no more the discussing it in this secretive hidden way behind the scenes is like the thing that makes it more powerful. Whereas like, this is the thing I'm opting out. It's boring.
2: I also haven't been, this is, this is quite interesting because you're, um, I I think we are in a different kind of, we're obviously in a different, have a different perspective to a lot of people listening to this because we work in the fashion industry. Um, but even even I haven't I haven't had I haven't had literally one person speak to me about this because I haven't been in any I haven't been in any kind of fashion or industry events or anything. I don't even think anyone that I've been hanging out with in LA actually sorry I'm lying. I was gonna say I don't think anyone I've I've hung out with in LA has even like hurt, really heard of it or if they have they've, they haven't mentioned it. But I'm fully lying. <laughs> one person who I was with last week was saying they want to they wanted. <laughs> Um, because they know someone who's been on it, who's famous, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah, craziness. It's just mad. It's just, it's just like, it's just boring. Like that's why I just keep coming back to. It's just to spend this much time thinking about something so fucking stupid is just boring. And I think we should treat these celebrities like the Kardashians, who torture their bodies to fit these beauty ideals with like sympathy and pity (laughs) instead of with like admiration Mm. and awe because it's like sad to be that successful and wealthy and blah 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 and i get that their wealth and success is off the back of how they look whatever it's like to be at that stage and to still just be so unhappy that you're constantly poking and prodding and filling your body with like unknown substances is like something that we should feel sorry for and then just move on from instead of thinking that it's like some kind of guide of how to live
2: and also this is genuinely a product of the patriarchy to keep women thinking about stupid shit like how much we weigh instead of thinking about work taking over the world like men want to keep us fucking down because they realize that we are obviously the ones who should be running the world as has been demonstrated so obviously recently Women in power, like if we worked together and focused instead of getting distracted by all this shit that they are trying to distract us with, imagine, like, it's like, what a waste of our time and energy and resources and brain power that could be spent reading and learning or getting drunk with our friends and having fun and living life, spending on thinking about this fucking boring shit. I mean, to get back the time we just spent even talking about this and the time we spent reading that article, that's that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> love it okay girlies let us know your thoughts and feelings we love you love you um <laughs> can't even think of how to end this love you
2: see you on patreon for some justin and beaver and if you need a if you need a pellet ozempic pellet cleanser please come right this way for some absolute garbage yes fucking chat coming right up um love
0: you bye love you bye